Welcome to Winning with the Burns, a podcast for highly ambitious people who have a burning desire to learn what it takes to win at a high level. Hey guys, thanks for joining us again today. You know, Nick, this is one of my favorite times of year. You know, you got the Masters, you got baseball starting, you know, spring is in the air. We're getting lake ready. You know, I'm ready for the lake, but, you know, watching the Masters and watching what they go through mentally, because, you know, Carolyn, she's not big into sports and she was like, I could find something better to watch than watching this golf. And I'm like, look, even if you don't watch golf, this is the one tournament that you watch. And she was like, well, how much money are they going to make? And I said, I don't know. Top tier is going to be like $2 million, you know, almost $3 million. She goes, for one tournament? I said, but you don't understand. They, they're spending 20, 30 years for that one tournament. Yeah. They're, they're preparing for that. And, um, you know, I couldn't help but think about, you know, having a conversation with somebody about golf. And this is, I'm just going way off subject, but I was talking about there's so many guys that you go to your local club or you go to a course – and they'll shoot under par every time they go out. And you're like, why isn't that guy playing on the PGA Tour? Or why isn't that you know college guy playing on the PGA Tour? And someone said, well, the difference between them two is mental. Yeah. They can hit it just as good, but when they make a bad shot, they can't recover like a pro can. Yeah, it's just mental toughness. I was looking at the, the definition of what mental toughness is. Um, it says a personality trait that determines your ability to perform consistently under stress and under pressure. Um, to your point, the most talented guys on the tour um, aren't necessarily the most talented guys. They're, they're the ones that are most mentally tough. You know, the guy that won it, Rom, man, you know, great story about him. But when he was on 18, I mean, he knew he had it won. I think he had a four-stroke lead going into it. And uh, his he hit one off the tee box. He shanked it. You know, he had to hit a provisional just in case they didn't find his ball. But just, again, started thinking that pressure, I'm about to win the Masters, you know, and he, he yanks it, you know. But it's, man, mental toughness is is something that, in my opinion, um, the ones that are the most successful in anything aren't necessarily the most talented. Talent's just a piece of it. It's the most mentally tough. Yeah, every high achiever has that mental toughness that they can push through. You know, I know we're talking about golf now, but – you know, is when I make a bad shot, can I recover for, from it, or can am I carrying it over? You know, you have, learn how to flush things. You know, we were talking earlier this week in our business, and I was talking to a person in our business, and they were talking about the battles that they go through. You know, I, I've been through this battle, and you know, I've always been told that there's three types of people: ones that are getting ready to go through a battle, ones that are in a battle, and ones that just come off of a battle. And see, I think a lot of people just in business and really in life is, well, I'm waiting for the next shoe to drop. What's well, always going to drop? There's always going to be a battle. There's always going to be something. But is how quick can you flush it and move on, be mentally tough and say, all right, what can I learn from this? Let's move on, flush it and move on to the next journey. Yeah, it's like in baseball, your best hitters, you know, when they get out, they don't freak out, especially watch a pro game. You know, I mean, you watch a pro game. When a pro strikes out, when a pro, you know, you know, hits into a double play, you don't see them throw their helmets, act crazy or whatever. They, they, it's just a part of it. I was watching Manny Machado, and, you know, he tore up the Braves this past weekend, and he was up to bat. Manny Machado, he's third baseman for the San Diego Padres, absolute stud. And he was up to bat, and he was chewing gum, and he was blowing bubbles. 
you know, while he was getting in the batter's box and it like landed on his nose and his bubble busted and landed on his nose. He's just relaxed, right? You know, guys making millions of dollars, you know, there are high pressure situations they're in, but he's very relaxed. Um, but yeah, it's just, again, the most mentally tough. It's just like, he just, you know, not obviously not going through the motions, but not letting the moment get to him. Well, they don't get emotionally attached to the results. And, you know, that's in everything in life is getting emotionally attached because you can't flush things mentally then. If you get emotionally attached to something, whether it's a relationship, a business, a, a situation, you can't recover from it because yeah. you have all these emotions. Like Matt Olson, I think earlier this year, he went like 0 for 4 or 4Ks. In the next game, he comes up his home run in like two doubles. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like he's in that battle, he conquered it, and now he's coming off of that battle. Yeah. Because you, you can't control the results, you know. When I say you can't control the results, you can you can impact the results by what your actions are. You have greater control over your actions, you know. Like like we talk about all the time, there's only a few things you can control in life, you know. It, it's your attitude and your effort, right? It's how you think and and what your effort is towards a situation. I can't control the results, you know. I, I can't control. You know, we, we've all got kids. You know, our kids are, you know, we've I've had one come through the teenage years, one, two in the teenage years now. And, you know, parenting is tough. It's very tough. I can't control the actions or choices that my kids make, but we can control how we parent. You know, and, and me, me and Amy, you know, spring break was this week. Me and Amy were actually talking about, um, you know, are we making the right decisions with our kids? And at the end of the day, we don't know. We don't know if we're making the right decisions until they're in their 40s. You know, when they're in their 40s, what kind of adult they are, we hope that our parent, that our style of parenting was the right style uh, or the right choices that we needed to make when it comes to parenting. We can't control their decisions. We can't control the choices they're going to make. But again, you can control how you do something. And, you know, again, we have so much greater control over our actions than we do the result. That's right. Control what you can control. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that about uh, parenting. You don't know if you made the right decision. You know, I call up mom all the time, and I'm like, Mama, I don't know how you did it. Mama, tell, help me through this. And she goes, well, here's the thing. I haven't had to get you out of jail yet. Yeah. And she says, I say yet. <laughs> and I'm like, well, let's hope that's that holds true from here on out. But she says, I haven't had to get you out of jail yet because she knows that, you know, what she went through with me, and me being the baby, you know, I was hoping she had, you know, the mulligans with you and Laura. And uh, with me, I guess I was the breeze. I was always the easy baby, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the baby for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, making the – when you make a decision, you know, you got to live by it. Then if you don't get the results you're looking for, then you know, all right, well, that wasn't the right decision. But So the next decision I need to make, I can control that. See, so many people get so wrapped up. Like, you know, we do ba we we coach baseball, and we always cut up because the younger the team, the more emotionally attached the parents are to it. It's like they think that that little little Johnny, seven years of age, is going to be the next MLB player, yep. and like, if he gets out, the whole world crumbles. Yeah, my world changed. If he don't play in the position they want him to play in, well, uh, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. You know, um, luckily. Growing up, I had a good mentor, our coach in high school, um, that you know helped me along because yeah. I'm I became a better a better parent, a better coach when 
he pointed out some flaws in my life saying, don't put so much emphasis on it now. They're just young. Don't put so much emphasis. So what? They missed the ball, but they were in position to catch the ball. So what? They struck out. They had a good at bat. Yeah. And so, you know, the younger the kids are, the parents get so emotionally attached, like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe he popped up. I'm like, why? I remember when you played, I played with you. You did the same thing, you know? It, you wasn't perfect. You didn't bat a 1,000, yeah. you know? So I had, like, I went through that, too, because I was like, I can't believe Jackson missed that ball. But I had to go through that process with him. So now I feel like I'm a better, you know, mentor to Julius now, being seven years of age, playing baseball, because – I know what I did wrong, so I'm not making the same mistake over and over because I can control what I can control. Yeah, you get, but you, but again, you gotta, you got. There's some things you just have to go through. You know, there is experience. You don't know what you don't know, but it's it's making that conscious decision of trying to get better and whatever it is that you're doing. You know, because if you are still making the same choices, and you're gonna get the same results. You know, what's the definition of insanity, right? doing the same thing over and over and getting the same result. Well, if you want a different result, change the decisions that you make, change the choices that you make, change the actions that you make. You know, um, you know, self-reflection is, is such a powerful thing. You know, looking in the mirror and realizing, okay, how, how is it really? You know, and it's easy to point the finger. You know, I, I, just two days ago, uh, taking the kids to school, you know, I had to get on the one for doing something. Well, they blamed the other one. When I talked to the other one about it, they were blaming the other one. I said, guys, do y'all realize what you just did? You just pointed the finger at, at, at every one of your siblings, you know, in this situation. There was three of them. They just both all pointed their finger at the other one. I said, that's easy to do. And sometimes you may be right. It may be somebody else's fault. But if you make a decision, you know, that, hey, I'm going to look at myself I can control this. I'm going to take full ownership of it and not worry about everybody else. Life's going to be easy, you know, and they looked at me like I was crazy. But, but again, it is. It's easy to point the finger and blame somebody else for, for any situation that you're in. I've fallen into that trap many times, you know, making excuses. The whole saying was the excuse only sounds good to the person who's making it. And, you know, we can – nobody's going to lie to you more than yourself. That's right. And I can, I can really sell myself and convince myself of, why certain things didn't pan out because of my exterior circumstances, like something else took place. It wasn't me. Yeah. You know, I didn't take ownership, but you know, I guess it just comes with age. Now, when I turned 40, I feel like that now I'm like, yeah, that's all on me. Like that's my fault. I, I could have, okay, well, I'm sorry. I was late for this an appointment. Well, there was traffic. Well, I could have left 10 minutes earlier. You know, yeah. there's always a, you always can do better. Like, Right now they're doing some construction, and uh, I felt like I didn't get to the office when I needed to get to. But then I looked back, and I was like, well, I could have left 10 minutes earlier. Yeah. Or I could have went a different route, yeah. you know, yeah. instead of blaming, oh, the traffic. Yeah, taking responsibility. Yeah. That's the thing is, is ownership is just really about owning your situation, taking responsibility for the situation. Um, again, that's that's really that's, – that's where – it goes back to that mental toughness because it's tough because it is easier to blame somebody else. It is easier to point the finger and say, well, if this wouldn't happen. Yes, there are sequences in, in every situation that, that, that takes place. All things have to come in a certain line. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, if you're taking ownership, you know, um, you, there, you can't blame somebody else, you know. I heard an acronym uh, earlier this week that a guy's in our business. He said, go ape. And he said, A is for attitude, having the right attitude. 
He said P is for preparation, and then E is the effort. You know, so many people, you know, and I, I fall short of this sometimes is, well, I'm giving 100%. Eh, not really. You know, you think you are. In your mind, you, you are. But are you really, you know? Are you really putting in what you should? But, you know, that, it started with the attitude. Everything in life starts with the attitude is how you view things, your perception and your perspective on things yeah. is how you view that. Then you, once you have that great attitude, then you can prepare for everything. Again, we, I st- started talking about it earlier is there's going to be a battle. Like there's going to be failures in life. So prepare to fail. Prepare to know that, you know, things aren't going to always work out the way I feel like they should, but I can change the course of action by changing my attitude and my preparation to give 100% effort. Yeah, if you're if you're constantly trying to get better, um, you will. If if you're just if you're trying to get one percent better every day over time, you know mathematically you're going to get better. But it's a conscious decision. It's a conscious uh, of being intentional. We're t- I was talking uh, with one of my mentors this week about you know uh, baseball, and I said, man, I said half the time what I've learned from coaching travel baseball is. We've played teams that are so much more talented than ours, than ours, and we beat them, and and we've beat them because, you know, there wasn't a lot of intentionality with the other team. They didn't really care whether they won the game or not. They were just kind of going through the motions. So, you know, if you really care about something, you can tell in business, right? You can tell if the leader truly cares about that business by whether or not they're succeeding or not. You know, you show me an organization that's moving. You show me an organization that's making money. You show me somebody that cares. There's a leader in there that cares, and he's got a group of people around them that truly care, right? Um, but, but again, man, if you're back to your point about being prepared, if you're intentional and you're prepared, you're going to win half of the time. You know, and then it comes to execution and, and, and you know, you have, you have a little luck on your side. You know, even the great ones will tell you, man, I, I, there was a little luck involved, but they created their own luck. They created their own luck by taking action, created their own luck by being prepared. You know, it's like Coach Purdue says, if, um, you know, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. That's right. What you talk about being prepared is, you know, and you say, well, you're going to win, you know, half the time. You might not win on the scoreboard or win in th- what you think, but you're going to win because you had that experience. You know, people always talk about, well, I wish I could just microwave my experience, turn it over and just hand it to you in an envelope. But you just have to go through things. I read a quote that said, don't mistake in the scoreboard for the game. You know, like maybe you've got a hiccup in business now. Maybe you've got a hiccup in life right now, but you still got the, the rest of the game to play. You, you still like, you know, our local high school, went down, they were playing a region game, and in two innings, they were down eight to one. There's a lot more uh, baseball to be played. Wind up winning the ball game, being down eight to one, because nobody panicked. They were prepared to say, you know what, we're going to do what we do, and we're going to grind it out, limit the opportunities. Now, it could have went the other way, but it didn't because they were prepared, and they said, we're going to do what we do, and we're not going to mistake the score right now for the game, because the game doesn't end until after seven innings. Yeah, play the full game, play all four quarters, you know, play until the buzzer goes off, play until the last out's made, you know, and, and that's, that's that's such a key thing for life. You know, if, if you're doing that in life, play until you have your last breath, 
You know, I mean, you see people that live such a wonderful life. You, you know, you see them in the eight, their eighties. You know, they have such peace. You know, in in the world that we were in, in insurance before what we do now virtually. You know, we we did mostly senior market insurance. You could go into a you know sixty five plus year old male or female's house, and you could tell off the bat what kind of life they lived. You know, think about man being in there. You know, seventy plus year old lady's house, just peaceful lady sweet as she can be, she lived a great life. Now, I'm not saying her life was easy, but she was at peace with her life. Or how many times you go in when they're mad at the world? That male or female is just, 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 you can just feel it and sense it all on them. You can see it all over their face, mad at the world. But it was because of the choices they live, they made, right? Things are going to happen to you. Um, but as we say all the time, it's not what happens. It's not, it didn't happen to you. It happened for you. That's exactly right. And wherever you are in life, in business, in whatever, it's a culmination of choices that you made. Absolutely. It wasn't one choice that you made. It's been a compounding effect for a lot of things. So you might be where you want to be because you've been making the right choices. You know, you say 1% better each day. That's a book that we we are revisiting right now in our organization, Atomic Habits. Yeah. And it talks about just try to improve 1% each day. And here's the reverse thing. You can digress 1% each day. And so wherever you are, it's a direct reflection of the choices and the decisions that you've been making, whether, oh yeah, am I getting 1% better today or am I going backwards 1% each day? Yeah. Yep. Constant intentionality every single day. And again, you know, for, for those of you that are listening, no matter where you're at, no matter where you're at, like, you you know, if you're not happy, if you're not satisfied, if you think that, no, this business is failing, it can change. Everything can change in a heartbeat if you just don't give up. You know, there's really no such thing as as, as losing is, you know, you, you, you may lose a ball game. You may lose this battle. You know, I mean, how many battles have been lost, but the war was ultimately won, right? You know, those saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose this battle, but ultimately I'm going to win the war. You know, that's that's the key is, is just don't give up. Just well, don't give up. That's the only way you're going to lose yeah. is when you do give up, you know. And, you know, Mama always told me that as long as you're breathing, there's a way out. Yeah. As long as you're breathing, there's a way out. Things could always be worse. You know, growing up, it was always, you know, anytime we were playing the woe is me card is somebody around the corner has got it worse than that's you. Right. And anytime we thought we were good, yeah, it, it, you know, basketball, baseball, whatever, she would always say, you think you're good but there's always someone around the corner that's working harder than you. That's right. There's always someone around the corner that's better than you. So I was thankful that they instilled that in us at a young age that, you know, that was just a good foundation to where now self-developing, reading books like Atomic Habits and stuff really helps me be a better business person, a better father, a better husband, just a better overall person. Yeah, because we're in such a world now with social media where – we we play the comparison game, you know. You get on social media and you look at you look at pictures. You know, um, it was great. You know, this weekend Sunday, seeing everybody's Easter pictures, and when they, when they post those pictures, they're not posting when their kids going crazy because they can't get their candy, right? Pitching a fit. They're posting the picture perfect family. You know, we all do that. We all post the highlight reel in our life, right? And that's that's one thing that people get can get so depressed on. I have, man. You get depressed and you look at a situation and you say, well, they're so much further along than where I should be. 
You know, comparison is such a thief, right? It's such a thief, and you can get depressed. But here's the thing. Nothing is ever as bad as it, as it seems, but nothing is ever as good as it really seems to. You know, I mean, you look at somebody's situation, you think they're so much better off than you. They may trade situations with you overnight because of another uh, situation they're dealing with, you know. So, um, you know, stay in your lane, row your own boat, right, and, uh, and, and focus on, on the keys, the keys uh, in your life that you're choosing to live by. You know, I was listening to a podcast just this morning. You were talking about uh, Instagram and, you know, all the social media platforms that people, you, you go down a rabbit hole and you see things, oh, it must be nice. You know, then you get the, what was me card? But they were talking about what they do is they go back to a picture of when they thought they were happy. Yeah. You know, for one of them, it was, I look at my kids. Like, I'm blessed to have my kids. Instead of, oh, that must be nice to have that. Yeah. Oh, that must, like... What they do is they go back and revisit their blessings because sometimes, you know, your blessing might be someone else's curse or their curse might be your blessing. So, you know, I, that's the thing about social media, man, is, you know, you never get the the realness no. to what you said is think about that, that perfect picture. Yeah. Well, that kid was just screaming his head off yep. and you're like, if you don't sit still, yeah. I'm going to rip your head off, you know, yeah. like just smile for the camera. But they get the, the nice version, yeah. right? And people don't know what it took to get that picture. Yeah. Same same thing in a sense when you see people that are successful in business, people that are successful in their uh, health and fitness industry yeah. must be nice. Well, you didn't see the grind that they go through, the grind that they are going through. Yeah. It's not like you arrive at something. It's a constant thing of getting better 1% every day. Listen, I got, I got a really good friend. Last Friday was good Easter. It's 830 at night and he calls me up. And he's asking, he's getting asking my opinion about something when it comes to business. He was he and his wife were just now leaving the office on Good Friday. You know, from the outside, you look at this situation. Man, he makes great money. He's got it made, right? Yeah, must be nice. But how many people really see when he's working on a Good Friday? When you're off? When you're at the lake? When you're you know at the beach, spring break or whatever? He's still putting in the time when he don't have to. You know, and yeah. if you look at it, does he really have to do that? No, in his mind, he does. That's why he has the success that he's had is because he puts in the time. Well, he's got a standard for himself. Right. It, it's not a number that he hits financially. It's not a number he hits in business. He has a standard that he lives by, and he holds himself accountable. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been good, man. We could go on and on about uh, mental toughness, you know, but at the end of the day, it's, it's mental toughness is your character, your resilience, your grit. And then there's overall perseverance, and you will win. You will win um, in in different ways along the way uh, if you just keep going and keep having that great, keep having the, a good attitude. And you're not gonna feel it, right? Man, I'm I've, I'm having a lot of neck back issues right now. It was a slow go for me today. It would have been so easy to just lay up at the house and not do anything because of the pain I'm dealing with. But when you get going, right, and you keep going. All of a sudden, you start feeling a little bit better. Yeah, the pain's going to be there. It's still there, still there now, right? But I just got to keep going and I got to keep pushing through it. That's it. Just keep going. Don't ever quit. Yep.